8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. So we'll have a podcast of uh, Joshua Maponga, self-styler, saying I'm going to cause chaos. And that's what I'm doing. Now, you have your own thoughts. A podcast tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. Uh, look out for that here on safm.co.za. I'll also post it on my Twitter timeline. In the meantime, you've been aware that South Africa has been hosting the 25th African Mining in Durban. It's been running all week. It, it, it stops tomorrow, right? And the 2019 Mining in Durban will unite investors, mining companies, governments, other stakeholders from around the world to learn and network all toward the single goal of advancing mining on the continent. So celebrate how far... The industry has come and discover what the future holds for you in the African mining market. Now, with that in mind, tune in to SFM's Talking Points tomorrow with Bongi Gwala. It's been all going on all week from 9 to 12. Follow the conversation. Hashtag invest in SA mining. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Soweto! The final El Casico is coming. Rise, Kosi, rise. We all know Ubano Shaeban in the last games. Manje, you the faithful can prove your loyalty once more. Bring your voice to FNP Stadium on 9 February 3:30 pm when Kaiser Chiefs take on Arch Rivals Orlando Pirates for City Breaking Right. This is the Absa Premiership. So bring your voice. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. So, tomorrow is a big day. The State of the Nation Address, SONA, as we all know it, uh, being delivered by the President of the country, Cyril Ramaphosa. With that in mind, there's been uh, parking restrictions, temporary road closures around Parliament in Cape Town all for the last couple of days. But tomorrow in particular, there is a closure all around the Parliament buildings. If you need to know how it's going to affect you, go to the website parliament.gov.za or you can also visit Parliament's Facebook page, which is Parliament of RSA, and the same on Twitter. And Parliament apologises in advance for any inconvenience caused by the road closures. This message is brought to you by the Parliament of the Republic of South Africa. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk students uh, on campus. And we're not talking about what they're studying, although I could talk about it with two of my children who are on campus right now at Wits University, ironically. But what we're talking about today, and I think you may be doing the same thing, is the protests once again that have started like a few days, literally two days or so, into the new academic year uh, at Wits University, at other campuses, DUT and KZN as well. And as we now know, a tragic loss of life uh, that has happened uh, at DUT. Really, really sad. Whatever the circumstances, for someone to just lose their life, it's just not acceptable. But having said all of that, let's try and get the story of what's really going on. Now, we don't have anybody from management. I'll say that up front, both from Virginia University and DUT, in terms of their thoughts about it, they're just unreachable right now. What we can do, however, and maybe it's a good thing for now, is... We certainly want to get it from the student's point of view in terms of what's actually the issue. So we'll certainly speak to, we'll chat later on to the EFF SRC national spokesperson. That's uh, Mangaliso Sambo, not now, just now. But for now, let's start with uh, Solomzi Moleketsi, who was the fundraising officer for the WITS SRC, so the SRC at WITS University. Um, Solomzi, appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Solomzi, do I have you there? Hello. 
Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I certainly can. Thanks for your time. Right. So, okay, give us a scene setter. Uh, What's what's happened? I mean, we're a couple of days, forget a week of last week, we're a couple of days into the academic year and issues have been raised. I I gather it's been raised by your organization, by SRC. What, What are the issues that you've raised? So, essentially, we've arrived back on campus and we found ourselves in something of a crisis. Uh, from what we've estimated, over 500 bit students have no accommodation. They are technically homeless, homeless at this current point in time. They're sleeping in libraries, they're sleeping in labs, they're sleeping anywhere they can on campus in empty classrooms just so that they can get a night's rest. Over 1,000 are going to be financially excluded. What this means is that uh, there's a barrier to registry and to entry. Uh, of the university. If you want to register, you have to clear 50% of your historical debt in the eyes of its university. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a lot of students are unable to do this due to numerous reasons, uh, because they fall under a category known as the missing middle, which is never paid attention to, or because due to maybe one year of poor performance, they've lost their bursaries and such, and now have built this debt. So for us, what we'd like to say is, first and foremost, We've understood that government has said that education is free. So how can one gather debt on something that is free? And secondly, there should be no barriers to entry in the year of 2019 for students. Okay, so so let me understand this. The the pronouncement by the former President Zuma just about a year ago, right, was one thing. But understand that it's been, you know, the way it's been implemented has been staggered. You're talking about first-year students. There's also the issue of uh, anaspheres, right? Uh, but you're quite right, yes. missing middles would, would probably apply to many of us, right? Uh, yes. w- 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 so so you're, you're saying what? Wits University, that's your campus, are saying that if people, that if they don't settle, so if they owe 50,000 rands, they need to pay 25,000 rands now or else they can't register at the university is that correct for this year exactly okay now how why would that understand the the predicament right uh, goodness we all have the same issues but but why would it be Vitz's issue why would the protest not go to government directly so first and foremost we were given some level of assurances by our vice chancellor he said things in the Senate and the Council, which are decision-making bodies of the university, saying that no rich student should be going, uh, should be sleeping in libraries, and he pledged some degree of assistance. We do agree that many of these issues are not just localized to this, but at first we have to complicate them on our campus, and we also have to interrogate the promises that were made by the university and also the capacity of the university to take care of the students. Because the university did things such as the hardship fund, which is where they committed 12 million to assisting students who were vulnerable. But then we found that the 12 million was not even close to enough to covering the 500 students who require accommodation and the over 1,000 who needed assistance with financial exclusion. That has actually only been able to assist up to this point in time something like uh, 180, and uh, and of course the fund is not entirely exhausted yet. But for us, 180 doesn't even come close to assisting the true the true numbers behind this issue. And also, in addition to that, uh, we we have a solid figure of over 3,000 students who go hungry each month. So we we see this as a growing problem that is not temporary that comes back each year, and we want to 
essentially find a way with the university, but we do understand that it is greater than the university, but with the university to potentially work on this. All right, so is is the so what's the strategy now? I understand there's been a a hunger strike to uh, some form of a so there's been a yes. hunger strike with classes, then hunger strike without classes, and we're talking about your varsity, your campus only, right? What what's the strategy right now from the WITS SRC? So the WITS SRC has embarked on a hunger strike on campus. We've also brought our bedding on behalf of those who have no accommodation to sim- symbolise this situation they're going through to the main concourse, which is Solomon Maslangu House, which is known for its uh, revolutionary grounds, as that is where a lot of their Feed Must Fall uh, activities began and where a lot of the mass meetings were held. So we've essentially occupied that space. Uh, Not at the moment, though, because we're essentially uh, re-strategizing at this moment, but we've occupied that space. We've gone on a hunger strike for two days now, and yes, that has been our strategy to this And 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 the bottom line to it, uh, you, you want what's to happen? Uh, well, we want a few things. We want all students who have been granted a space at VIT must be given the ability to register. So now, beyond the ones that have, uh, that, those who have historical debt, despite of that, we'd like them to register. In addition to that, we'd like the returning students to be assisted with their accommodation because a lot of returning students, due to the new phasing system, which has changed the way our residences are allocated, are now being told to make a plan as they arrive on campus. And for a lot, since their home has been this, it's a bit of a shock. It's a, because now they have to essentially venture out into Brumpton and find a new, a new place to stay. In addition to that, we'd like... Um, We'd like the university to pay attention to international students from across the continent and the diaspora because we understand that they generally have a, they have many more hurdles to jump over and their late registration as well as their accommodation issues are generally overlooked and we'd like them to be taken care of. We also, in addition to this, would like to see that the workers, so uh, in, uh, today during our assembly of people in Congress, the workers sh- showed their solidarity up to us. So we'd like to say that the workers of Nahawad that should be listened to and management to, should take into account what they've said and the demands they've laid. All right. I mean, offhand, none of the demands sound unreasonable in terms of the, there's, there's empathy at the center of all these demands. So that, I think... Yeah. Uh, that that's really important, okay? But but let's talk about the practicalities. I mean, firstly, you've already conceded the bigger issue is actually with government because universities are effectively satellites getting part funding from government, part uh, from fees from you and I, and and part from um, from other funding that they receive from I think corporates, etc. But we all know that's not enough. That's why former President Zuma's statement was so important because it came from the very top, right? So has has the SRCs um, and other student bodies around the country, have they then not been complacent to, to elicit a very definite commitment from all the universities around the country maybe even three, four months ago before the start of the 2019 academic year versus, you know, when the year starts, we find out rudely shocked, we actually are battling to understand what, what no fee education really means. You see, it's always really interesting because whenever we protest at the end of the year, they're saying we're doing it because it's the end of the year and because uh, it's exam time. And then when we start the conversation at the beginning of the year, we're asked why we didn't do it at the end of last year. So um, we would like to say that um, SAWAS, which is the South African Union of Students, 
has um, essentially created a platform for solidarity between institutions across the country. But the conversations as to how this how this movement goes forth have yet to completely materialize. I do think that, um, firstly, in solidarity with DUT, a lot of universities have pledged their commitment to ensuring that something does happen. But it's also it's also still uh, it is still not completely materialized. Okay, so the the and I want to pick out another guest just now. The, the last thing in terms of uh, the obvious one, disruptions. Uh, so, are you calling for dis- your hunger strike? Are you clearly? Are you also calling for disruption of academic studies at this point in time, or not? The hunger strike was an entirely peaceful protest. Uh, the only disruptions came from when this university management deployed. Uh, security who essentially um, provoked students also certain students in some cases so for us we've had a clear mandate that this is a peaceful protest that we have embarked on and we've ensured all our all our students have held both high discipline and high morale throughout the process so we can say that um, on our part there was no intended disruptions what we did was we conscientized the people we informed students what we were doing and why we were doing it which we felt is important just so that we feel as though everyone is on the same footing as far as where they understand we stand and on top of that yes uh, the hunger strike as i said before we occupied but generally the center concourse which did not interfere with any of the official movements of the university just so that we showed that we're not necessarily trying to disrupt the university in a way that is malicious. We're instead trying to prove that this is a point that people believe in and this is this is a genuine ground for concern. Okay, fair enough. I, I saw the visuals of, of what appeared horrific brutality once again by the private security and it's it's almost difficult to understand and we'll talk about DUT just now as well, right? Yeah. But 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 the last thing therefore, so so what's the call now that you've put out? In terms of, of activism that is. So, as I said before, uh, we're still finalizing what our what we're doing, but there definitely will be a change in strategy. Okay, and you can't tell us exactly what it is. Unfortunately, not. Okay, we will follow that story. Feel free to tell us it. You can even tweet me anytime you've confirmed on that strategy, uh, and I will certainly pass it on as well. Okay, thank you for your time. Huge concerns around that. Uh, that's uh, Solomzi Moleketsi the fundraising officer for the WITS SRC, part of a meeting today with management, but they are re-strategizing what they're going to do. That's not all. We have another take on this issue. We'll get a representative from EFF's SRC, but their national spokesperson right after this. Hey, sweetie. What's wrong, love? Our relationship has not been the best recently, Tamba, and it needs some spicing up. I'm aware, my love. That's why I have booked an appointment at Men's Clinic International. <laughs> oh, thank you, my babe. Women love a man who puts their needs first. Thank you, baby. Men's Clinic International, for help with your relationship difficulties. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Keys and C's apply. SMSs cost one rent. Join the party on top billing this Sunday at 5.30 as Usain Bolt thrills the SunMet racing set. Amanda and Lonwabo Dambuza turn a turnkey farm into a dream home. Ryle finds flower power in the healing plants of the Adelaide Botanical Gardens. 
That's top billing this Sunday at 5.30. Repeat Tuesday at 3.30 on SABC3. Right, this is important. Uh, the SABC has been made aware of an email scam claiming to be from SABC2's management in which members of the public have been duped into giving money to fraudsters. Now, the email being used to scam the public is sabcpromotion at gmail.com, sabcpromotion at gmail.com. Now, the public service broadcaster wishes to place on record that the SABC television and radio platforms do not run competitions in which it will ask members of the public to deposit money in order to retrieve their prizes. In addition, the SABC uses the official domain account, which is at sabc.co.za, or official brand domain accounts such as sabc2.coza and does not use any online mail account services such as Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, etc. for official communication with the public. The public must disregard such scams and contact the SABC's contact center. I'll give you the number 011-7149-111. Oh double one seven one four nine triple one. Right to find out, you can also email contact center at sabc.coza. Contact center at sabc.coza to find out more information should they receive such messages. Hashtag SFM viewpoint. Okay, we should connect with our guest in a moment, uh, but uh, let's take a couple of calls for now. Tim is on the line from Durban. Tim, hello. Tim, uh, you're on hi, the. I'm just finding about hunger strike. Yeah, go ahead. Hang on. Can you hear me? I can, Tim. Go ahead. Okay. So I don't know if they remember Bobby Sands. Yeah, I so from the, from Ireland, of course. Yes. Exactly. And uh, and does anybody else remember Bobby Sands? I mean, the fact of the matter is, the troubles and Islanders, they call them, were resolved, and Bobby Sands became. Um, are they prepared to take it to the point where actually? Uh, Go on hunger strike and die. Well, we we don't know that. The moment it's a hunger strike, they haven't quite said we will we will strike to the death. They haven't said that at all. Yes. The other thing is the suffragettes. Uh, you know, the, the lady who tells the force. Are you prepared to the point of, at which you? Uh, I, I'm I'm just, I'm just saying. Is this a gist? Is this something that that? All right. Some of your line's getting horribly wrong, but I think I got, I got the gist of what you're saying. We can't hear you any further because just the line's just bad. My apologies for that. But there you are. Tim talking about Bobby Sands. So he's the, I think, the IRA uh, leader at the time who went to prison and then went on hunger strike and effectively died. And the point is, like, who remembers him? Mr. Malumbo from Thunder Bell Park, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello. How are you? Okay. I'm good indeed, right? What's, what's your viewpoint? Okay. I just want to talk, I mean, to say, okay, right, uh, each and every time when they scare, I mean, when the university is open, I mean, or even in the middle, I mean, we'll be having these things there because now it seems as if this is the struggle for, I mean, for survival. But now since the population, because if you can find from 1950-something until now, those same universities, they never multiplied, but the population, it's probably tripled, or uh, I mean four times or even five times, and the people are competing there. Why we don't use a second system so that even the international students, would don't, they don't have to come so, to South Africa to attend the lectures. We will have a webinar where one person 
can teach all those international. When it is time so that okay, right, they, they have to do some tra- practice, they will be allocated to some uh, companies. It could be hospitals where, I mean, the qualified people will have to check whether they are doing the right thing until they go and write the examination. Because now, this issue of accommodation, I mean, <laughs> it's increasing, it's increasing. And now some of the people, they won't get access because the demand is going high and the university cannot modify to come to the modern system because now they are even afraid of losing. They are it's a monitor, they are in the business. Let them make it easy so that each and every student, each and every child will have access to the university wherever they, they are. They could be in Tanzania. They could be, I mean, somewhere. Okay, but I mean, I hear what you're saying. I I hear what you're saying. The the bigger issue really is that that was exactly what was government's plan as per the president's announcement a year ago. And the first thing was like, how does this get funded? Keeping in mind, we have a South African and and we'll have the State of the Nation address tomorrow where it's it's a massive problem balancing the budget. There are issues around health care, and you know that, that people are absolutely battling with basic health care. There are issues of housing. uh, There are issues of of township underdevelopment. So the point is, if if you have no fee education, which may be right, surely the money must come from somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, but now uh, what I'm trying to say is we do have the infrastructure. They need houses, they need this and that, of which that infrastructure cannot accommodate all the students. Now, only a few have to be accommodated, and the others, they have to be left out. So now they have to find a way to do it without to insource, to to build more, I mean, accommodation. So that, okay, right, they can even... I mean, the professors, they can go on the web now. They can even do what they do there daily and do it online. And we don't have to bring those people who are from over, I mean, from other countries to South Africa. They can learn on a South African university where they are. Where they are. But now, because everybody comes to Cape Town, and now Cape Town is, I mean, it's full of students. And we are competing for, I mean, for accommodation. And now that's where the people fight now because the governments, in, including the South African government or the OAU, the African Union, they don't want to find their children to say, okay, what is the easiest way of, of alleviating the situation? If everything is done the same way they are doing there, one person to person, you don't need to be person to person. You can see the person on your computer. You can do using all that one there and do exactly. When it comes to the time of practicals, that is when you can be allocated to the industries. You can be allocated to the hospitals. You can even up located to the engineers. Okay. We do have all you. the engineers who have been qualified, who need I mean, to groom the, I mean, the university. But, but you see, none of those things sort out, they, they, they sort out those are long-term issues. They don't sort out the immediate problems of learners who cannot, students who can't go to university because they don't have the 50% or, or more or less and they don't have residency because they just don't have the money for that and they yeah, are staying even, They are staying in toilets, they are staying the in the money. libraries. How does that sort out that problem as well? All right, Mr. Mr. Malambo, thank you for your time. All right, there we are. Mr. Malambo with his call. Maybe time for another couple of calls. I want to just connect with uh, 
my producer to just check if we've got the next guest lined up. We've had a battle. I think I think we're we're okay. I just want to get a thumbs up on that one there. No, we don't. Let me just tell you, we're going to talk to Wendy Mahoney pretty shortly in our feature that we called Innovators, right? And and she'll talk about quantum thinking. So what exactly is quantum thinking? You have your own thoughts on that. I certainly would like to know. There's a couple of messages. Um, Ashraf, when we were incarcerated on Robben Island and whenever we could go on a hunger strike, we used to say, we're going to do a Bobby Sand, Ashraf. Okay, now you're not telling me who you are. So uh, I'd, I'd love to know who that is. Uh, Peter Kietz is with me. Uh, he's the president of the Economic Freedom Fighters Student Command. Peter, good checking to you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Right. We don't have much time, I'm afraid. So let's say in the three minutes uh, that we have available, what, what's the what's your understanding of what's happening on the various campuses, particularly DUT and Vich University, in terms of what are they fighting for and, and what's your take on it? Well, I think we should, uh, first of all, send our deepest condolences to the family of Lungisi Matonzela, comrades, classmates and peers. Uh, the student command uh, community and the, the family of student command, you know, we have lost a cadre. But back to the... the well, well, I, well, I absolutely agree with you, but maybe just, just let's spend a second there since you've raised it. Genuine condolences, It's no matter what happens, it's tragic, right? Do you have any understanding what happened? Besides the obvious one is how can a security guard um, have live ammunition with students? But, well, but do you have any understanding of what happened there? It, it, this is the problem of universities. They they tend to undermine their internal capacity to have uh, securities of campuses to deal with, you know, manage protests. They outsource the they outsource, you know, the bouncers and private securities. And those people they are not monitored. Many of them they are just taken on the streets to come and uh, you know be securities. And many of them it's not only in DUT today. UJ they came. There were many, they injured many students there because there is no even training amongst those people. They are just loose like that. So we, we, have, we have since condemned the behavior of universities to intensify campuses by bringing private securities. While saying we cooperate with securities that are on campuses, our securities that we know. And, uh, you know, but with arrogance of uh, this Nothing is changing, and now we have lost the life of a student. Absolutely. So what's, what's your plan now as the, as the EFF uh, student command? Well, well look, the, the shutdown that has happened thus far, it was, it's UT, UKZ, and CPUT, University of Johannesburg. University of Johannesburg today, it was a complete shutdown, though they, you know, inter, they interrupted by, you know, Beating up students. Imagine bouncers beating students with a stone. So tomorrow we are planning to intensify and we are calling in all institutions of Harlemy where they are having issues with finances because that is a generic thing. It's something that is happening everywhere. So they must not stop. They must not stop the fighting. And in fact, we are encouraging them to close down campuses because the dialogue through boardroom and emails haven't been effective as far as okay La- last thing is your is your issue the universities themselves or is the issue once again national uh, national government well, look, in terms look, of the department is, of higher education this is a this is a national crisis you know why last year you know subsequent to the year that jacob zuma has announced free education nsf had taken a lot of poor students into the system during the course of the year nsf couldn't settle the 
the, 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 the fees of those students. Now, those students have inherited those historical debts and they are unable to register, many, many of them. And that is a national crisis, and we are calling for all student leaders to stand up and, uh, you know, take this into their hands and uh, fight okay. for students. Well, we'll see what, what happens there. We're certainly going to follow that story, Peter Kieti. Uh, it's a huge concern uh, for all of us. It's a huge concern even for someone like myself who understands the plight of the students, but you also have students who are at campus. He's the president of the Economic Freedom Fighters Student Command. So let's talk about quantum thinking. What is that? Wendy Mahoney will tell us in a moment.